everyone, you're listening to the Let Us Golf podcast with me, Olivia Bothamley-Dakin. This is the show where we chat to golfers from the LET Access series, present and past, about life on the tour, the latest news, but also learn more about who they are and their golfing journey. We have just had a fantastic two weeks at Ramside Golf Club for back-to-back tournaments. Big thanks to the golf club, to the groundkeepers, to the staff who made everything happen. As you can imagine, two weeks of golf, lots happened. So here's a little recap. In the first week, we were treated to great golf, but not such great weather. Uh, England's Leanna Bailey held her nerves and battled through the heavy rain on the final day to emerge the winner by one shot ahead of Ireland's Lauren Walsh. Walsh, a 22-year-old from Dublin, only turned professional one month ago, um, and then she's played incredibly well to get a second and eighth during these two weeks at Ramside. So that's a player to watch. Playing in the final group, Liana Bailey, then the 26-year-old from Leicester, got off to a shaky start, carding two birdies on the front nine on holes three and six. At the turn, uh, she carded two birdies and another two bogeys, but that was enough to clinch the win on home soil. Moving on to second week, we had a slightly bigger field and much better weather. We were worried about lightning at one point, but we got away with it. Um, finally, after 12 top 10 finishes, Austria's Katerina Mulbaya, Kathy, finally got her maiden professional win on the LTX series. And I've never seen after a win someone gets so many hugs. Totally deserved. The 25-year-old from Vocklebrook held the overnight lead on six under par and extended that lead from early on. Mulbaya showed she meant business on the final day with three birdies on her first three holes followed by two more on six and nine. At the turn, the Austrian did slow down but she held par on all the back nine holes except one little bogey to clinch a three-shot victory. If you want to hear about Kathy's journey before that win, do give our previous episode a listen because I spoke to her just before these two weeks in Ramside and recording that podcast was obviously a good luck charm for her. (laughs) But this week, it only made sense to chat to the first week winner, Leicestershire's Leanna Bailey and fellow East Midland woman. So let's dive right in. Welcome, Liana, to the Let Us Golf podcast. Um, congratulations on an amazing win in the first week in Ramside. How are you feeling after these two weeks? Um, very glad to be home for a little bit. Um, I think I was a bit desperate to get home after the win, so I'm glad to you know have a few days before we go for Copenhagen. I fly out tomorrow morning, so I'm excited for that. Was it weird winning the first tournament? And then not having proper sufficient time to celebrate it. Yes, and I don't think I realised it in, at the time, but I was I once we'd won, and I was you know I didn't have any of my family with me. Um, I was very desperate to get home, and yeah, it was a very weird headspace I was in. Yeah, because I just wanted to celebrate it, and you know, it's it was difficult having to go straight into another tournament on the exact same course. Plus the weather was really bad. So, you know, we didn't, you know, we we were going to spend 
one of the off days in Durham and that sort of didn't happen because the the weather was so bad so yeah it was just it was very it was it was weird but like it was you know it would have been nice to just sort of have had a bit of time to let it like digest it a bit before we go went again yeah so let's speak about your time at Ramside it was two tournaments of two halves kind of yeah but let's start with the positive week your win how did you feel going into that tournament I felt I felt I think I'm not going to say quietly confident but like I was I was pretty content with how I was playing and I'd been trending in the right direction and um, working on a few things that were sort of showing signs of improvement I wasn't expecting to win obviously but um, I was hoping to have a good week and sort of push myself up the order of merit a little bit Um, I think the win was a bit of a bonus but the things that I've been working on obviously it's not a quick fit but it was just nice to see it all come together a little bit in that one in that first week so yeah. After the second day you went in as leader did you like being in that position? It wasn't something that was alien to me Um, playing in college um, I'd been in that position a couple of times and um, came out the other side as the winner as well so it was sort of you know, it was it was really nice to be in that position, but I wouldn't say it threw me off a little, like, at all. It was more, I was still trying to sort of stay in control of what I was doing and not try and worry about, you know, the girls I was playing with or, like, anything else. Um, but, yeah, it, I wouldn't say it was, I didn't feel sort of completely out of my comfort zone, I guess. When your leading group was on the last few holes, um, the scoring kind of stopped. Mm. We didn't know who I've heard was, about this. <laughs> who won, and I was whispering to the ref, like, who is leading? He was like, yeah. yeah. Um, but what was going through your head on that last hole? Um, I was a bag of nerves because I guess in the, in the beginning, the first few holes, it was very difficult to not keep track of what Hannah and Cecily were doing. So, but then when Cecily made a couple of birdies, it almost, I felt as though it almost sort of allowed me to be like, okay, well, you know, you do you, I'll do me sort of thing. And um, yeah, uh, I didn't check the score until 60, to the 16th tee, which just so happened to be the last time anybody ever, ever saw what was happening. So yeah, and just tried to just plod the last couple of holes and yeah, ended up coming out on top, I guess. So yeah yeah bag of nerves the last hole definitely but I'm glad to have got it done and what's it like winning it in England on home soil it's good I mean I played that golf course before so I kind of had an idea of how to go about it so yeah I think I feel like it's it's a strong golf course quite you got to play it sort of almost strategically and it's very easy to lose yourself lose your head on it as I well know as well <laughs> so um yeah it was it was a nice feeling to win at home definitely but you spoke about how you didn't have your family there which probably would be nice you've you've gone back home now have you properly celebrated with them um yes and no so we're all like I mean I'm one of five and um we're all sort of at an age where we're not even we're not at home very much so you know I come back and um you know there's nobody here so uh, I literally I drove home pulled in and there was nobody at the house so it's like okay <laughs> and we're either working or like you know they're out with their friends or you know significant others it's just we're all just so busy in and out all the time so yeah it's just I just like coming home and I like sort of that reset and you know getting to spend time with like my dad because he's my coach so um you know get to speak to people that are important to me so yeah it's nice so now let's you might not want to speak about it as much, but let's speak about the second week. 
Okay. I think it's important to kind of reflect on you yeah. could have a massive high in golf and then yeah have a low like what what was going on in the second week I think you've spoken about it a little bit but to be quite brutally honest I found it very difficult to want to go and play again mm. after just winning so it was like but as I say I didn't I didn't realize it until I was I had to get up for round one again so and go and play and I think I've never been in a in a I've never played golf where I've been so disconnected where I've just thought about just wanting to go home which is awful to say really but um that's basically what what I felt how I felt so um I mean it was very disappointing and I didn't you know I wasn't expecting for it to you know for, to go from a big high to such a low but at the same time it was sort of like okay well you know I just I'd like to go home <laughs> sort of thing but um yeah I don't I try I'm I'm like reflecting on it but trying not to so much because it puts a dampener on what just because I had a bad week the second week doesn't erase what I did the first week so it's like okay well you know let's not reflect too much on the second week because I wasn't present which is obvious so um I didn't feel present so yeah we'll just go again we'll just now I'm home I can reset and I can go again in Copenhagen so yeah 100% and that's why I want another reason I wanted to get you on this podcast to like properly celebrate that because I feel conscious that we had another winner straight away so you and Hannah Scream were rooming that week in yeah. side, and then yeah. she performed strong at both tournaments um she said it's something you might be drinking but what was going on like, <laughs> away from the golf course to be honest like we just have fun like you know I travel with a lot of the same you know I travel with Eloise a lot and travel with Hannah a lot and then when Amy comes and plays Access we travel I travel with her and we just have we just chill out afterwards and we have fun and like if we have a bad day we don't try and like put it on any of the others like it's just sort of we have a laugh and we you know we do relax off the course and it's nice and you know we're all at the same sort of pace like you know there's no one that's particularly high maintenance <laughs> so uh, we all kind of eat the same things you know it's just easy I guess that does help when you know you, you get to go back after a stressful day on the course you get to go back and genuinely sort of relax and you know do what you need to do to prepare for the next day. So we've already spoken a little bit about your family, but I kind of want to take it back now to um, when you first started, which I think was quite a young age with your dad being mm -hmm. a coach. Were you yeah. kind of pushed into golf or did you want to play it? No. So I started when I was five and I remember it quite well, actually. So we went, I went to, my dad took me, he used to do junior coaching at one of the courses that's not there anymore, sadly, in Leicester. And um, as I say, I'm, I was, I'm one of, I'm the oldest of five. So we all just sort of went at some point and no he never he never pushed any of us into it it was always you know it's your choice and I just happened to fall in love with it and have been in love with it for 21 years so um yeah I mean like along the way um a few of us don't play golf as seriously as we did but it's like it's not a problem like it's always something that we can have that you know in our lives to enjoy um, just because you don't want to pursue it as a career 
but no, he never, he never, it was always going to be inevitable that we were going to try it, but like he would never, he'd always let us choose what we wanted to do, whether it was golf or not. And what was that like having your dad as your coach? Because I don't think my dad, who might might be listening to this, I think you admit that <laughs> together. I, I don't. I'm not very nice to him on the golf course. Like, how was it um, having a, your dad? As um, your- it's not without its difficulties. Like, I mean, growing up, we did butt heads, obviously. Like, just because there's such a blurred line between dad and coach, and it's it's almost like you can't one the one relationship always bleeds into another. So, um, but I mean since turning pro and I'm sort of you know doing things off my own back and we have a good working relationship which is also I guess helping the dad-daughter relationship too so it's a bit more structured and a bit more sort of you know he's very he's always been very supportive like he he literally drives me across the wherever I'm flying in and out of he just drives me or you know if he can't drive me then you know he'll feel bad about it because he he tried playing um similar to what I'm trying to do so he understands the stresses of travel and things like that. So he tries to make it as stress-free for me as possible, which is nice because then I can just put the cheapest flights I find, whoever, you know, obviously like within reason, I'm, you know, if I, if I keep booking them out of Gatwick, I don't think he'll, he'll keep taking me. So yeah. Um, but yeah, very supportive. And what about your mom? Is she a golf fan? Yeah. So my mom, my mom doesn't play golf, but um, she loves it. Like, she watches it and follows it religiously. My nana is even worse. Like I'm always over and she's got some sort of golf on or, you know, she'll say like, Oh, um, have you seen scores from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I didn't even know that was going on <laughs> sort of thing. Um, yeah. So they're both really into it, although neither of them play. So it's nice that, um, yeah, that they understand in that respect, but then also have the separation of, you know, they don't what's sad really is they don't they haven't seen me play in a little bit so um it would be nice maybe like I guess Brocket Hall they could come and watch but I don't know they they yeah they tend to just watch online I guess let's speak about your kind of amateur career mm-hmm. um kind of played England golf what were the the highlights of that so uh definitely so uh my first big achievement within England golf was when we won the European team championships in 2017 I think I was on a team I think with Alice Hewson, Gemma, um, Sophie Lamb, Rochelle Morris, India Clyburn, um, gosh I should really I think that's all of them hopefully I've not forgotten anybody listing them off like that but um, yeah that was really cool really cool week and um, yeah and also home eyes we I won a home eyes with England golf and also oh and we won the European teams again just a couple of years ago at Royal County Down so there they'd be my major highlights but I you know I had a lot of really really enjoyable trips with England golf um going and playing you know for your country it's quite a big honor so um definitely something that I remember quite you know I hold very close to my heart I think before this podcast, as I always do, I stalk everyone's Instagram. <laughs> I saw a picture of um with you and Gemma, Gemma Queen, yeah. and I love looking at old pictures of the golfers on the Axis series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, I used to wear glasses back then, so I was in disguise. <laughs> yeah, I know it. <laughs> Similar to me, I used to wear glasses, and then we have a glove as you need to take them off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know how I managed it. To be fair, playing golf and glasses for so long, but yeah.
college was a massive life experience for you, wasn't it? Um, yeah. Home estate. Um, let's talk about that. Um, what was the journey before college? Like, how did you end up at that college in US? Um, it was actually a very random story and quite boring. But I mean, we're here now, so we'll talk about it. So um, I was playing. I think I was 20, maybe 21 at the time already. So I was like past the point of thinking about college because when I was sort of 18, 17, 18, where college would be a natural progression, I guess, it was almost like I was just sort of dead certain my ways that I didn't want to go. And I just wanted to play and, you know, turn pro and go and play golf. But um, I guess, so I remember we were playing, it was the Portuguese Am at Westcliff and which is an, an almighty golf course by the way but um and we had really like bad wins that week but um I was playing and um just so happened the coach at the time um at Oklahoma State approached my dad whilst I was playing and just said um about a possible you know the possible opportunity of going um which she initially offered to my sister Annabelle but Annabelle didn't want to pursue it um so then she said like what about liana and i initially sort of went like no thanks like thanks but no thanks i'm a bit you know a bit too old not too, not too old but like i felt like you know it wasn't something i was thinking about wasn't envisioning in my future but it was literally an overnight thing where i'd gone to bed one night and convinced myself that it might be cool to just you know up sticks move to america for four years and go and play golf and then come back and turn pro so that's what I did. I just sent an email the next day and was like, yeah, sure, let's let's give it a go. <laughs> and then um, that was it, really. It was, yeah, that was a short and very boring version of what was very random. And I'd never, I'd never heard, I didn't know where Oklahoma was. I'd never heard of Oklahoma State. Like the fact that I just happened to stumble across one of the best colleges in the US was just a bit random. So, yeah, but very grateful for that happy coincidence, I guess. It's a powerhouse of college mm-hmm. golf. From what I understand, because I don't understand too much about college mm-hmm. golf, but you won the uh, conference championship. So. Yeah, I had three wins in college and um, I was surrounded by some really cool girls on my team too that are doing really well as a pro, um, Maya being the main one. Yeah, like I had, so I think I won my first one, my no I won twice my junior year and then in my senior year I won the conference championship which was like really cool and I think was a big step for me because I'd sort of won I can't I've sort of like it was that natural progression of winning I guess at different levels so but yeah that was that was really cool that was probably one of my favorite highlights of college was the conference championship but then also winning as a team as well I guess that's you know that's one of the main aspects of amateur golf is I guess like once you turn pro, you don't get the, t- the team environment much anymore. So it's like when you do get to play for England or you do get to play for a college team, it's it's like you savour it a bit more because it's like, I'm not going to get this very much anymore after this. Yeah. How was the transition then from amateur golf to professional golf? Because I think you spoke to me after your round and you said it's been a bit of a struggle. Because you go from playing golf and just playing f- like almost freely where – especially in college when everything's sorted for you, like everything's paid for, there's no sort of cost worry or anything like that. Everything's sorted. Like, you know, you know, you don't have to work out like how to get there or where you're staying or, you know, 
what are we going to eat tonight? Like it's already there and done. Whereas now it's like you have to think about all of that. But then on top of it, every shot has a, a money, like a dollar amount on it. So it's like you just have a lot more to think about, a lot more to get you. Like it's just a different environment in that respect. But um, but then also, I mean, you know, it's then it's difficult sort of to have the balance of like emphasis, you know, playing golf, but then also not putting too much emphasis on those other things if that makes sense, um, which I think I found a bit difficult. Like I was, you know, felt like I might have been putting a bit too much emphasis on, okay, well, this is costing this this much or, you know, I need to earn this much to, yeah. It's just it's just a different sort of way of thinking about it and something that you kind of have to get used to, I guess, when you transition from amateur golf to professional golf. Does it take any of the enjoyment out of the sport? Not for me, it didn't, definitely not. Like, because I'm just a massive golf nerd. Like, if you scroll through my Instagram, it's literally just like PGA Tour, LET, LPGA, just news. So, um, yeah, I've always, obviously there have been times where I'm like, I really just don't want to play golf right now. But I've never considered sort of stepping back and being like, I don't think I want to do this anymore, sort of thing. Like, um yeah, I guess I've never really imagined my life without it. So, yeah. So not is there me. anything you do that's not golf? Um, yeah, like, uh, gosh, you put, you're making me sound really sad now because I literally can't think of anything else that I do. <laughs> no, I um, think amazing you're so passionate about one thing. Yeah, like, I don't know, uh, I spend time with my fam. I guess we do random stuff, like, um, we go... Uh, my auntie owns a coffee shop in Stanford, so I go over and see her and we just sort of, you know, potter about over there sometimes. I do a lot of things with my family and um, there's there's a, uh, we go to the bingo sometimes. <laughs> like, we just do random stuff. Like, we go and see, uh, over Christmas we went and saw a panto. Like, we just do, we just do stuff together. So it's nice. With there being so many of us, it's, and we're all getting a bit, like, we're all pursuing our own lives now so it's diff- it's a lot rarer that we're all together so when we are it's like okay we, we need to enjoy this mm-hmm. um one of my sisters just moved out to america so yeah it's just we're all sort of doing our own thing really so are any of your siblings pursuing golf or is it just you now that's pursuing it as a career um it's just me at the moment um i have i have three sisters and a brother i uh jess the middle child she went to LSU at college and so she's she's done there and she's just moved out she's working out there now so she's living out there for a little bit and then um my uh next the next oldest below me Annabelle she's at uh the assistant manager at Moortown so she's like in golf still and she's still playing um and her boyfriend plays on the clutch tour so she's very much still involved in golf but then like um my sister Ellie she's at uni and she just sort of takes it or leave it like she just sort of you know it's funny like she won't practice for months and then she'll show up on the first tee and just stripe it like she's not like like she's just sort of never been away um and then my brother yeah he just plays um down at the club but he's about he's getting ready to go to uni in Leeds uh sorry at York so yeah we're all just sort of starting there's only me really that pursues it as a career at present but yeah for sure and uh, are you competitive with your family when if you play golf with them or is it you win yes and no like we just sort of like I guess when we go and play we go we go and play our own ball which is you know we maybe we're missing a trick maybe we should be playing a bit more against each other but 
um, me and Annabelle, um, when Annabelle was playing a bit more, we we would compete a lot against each other and um, Jess as well. But I mean, now when we go and play, we just go and play for the fun of it. So. So it's your rookie year on Let Us. How are you finding it? I know you did some events before with us last year. Yeah. How are you finding this year? I really enjoy it. Like I enjoy, um, uh, I enjoy the travel. Well, I say I enjoy the travel. I enjoy the travel when it's smooth. Um, I enjoy getting to see like new places. Um, yeah. And, you know, the girls are lovely and Anna and Clara are amazing. And um I feel like when I'm at home, uh, not a lot of my friends live around. So the fact that like, you know, we get to, I get to go and play golf with my friends, basically travel, travel Europe and go and play golf with my friends. If you, if you dumb it down to that, then it's like, it's something that I'm like, yeah, I really enjoy it. So um, like, if you take away all the stresses and things, it's like something that I feel very lucky to be able to do. So, yeah. Have you got any funny stories from behind the scenes? my mind's gonna go blank because i know that there's loads because i literally travel with eloise and we just do not stop messing about so um gosh i can't think off the top of my head (laughs) um oh so one time i think it was kalatiud last year and i was traveling with um ellie gower and amy taylor and amy actually won that week i don't know how she managed it after what i'm about to tell you but um so uh we were staying in a town, like God knows what the name of it was, but the roads were tiny. Like you could barely fit one car in. And I was driving because like, you know, um, I tend to usually drive, but anyway. So we're driving up this road and um, it was like one of those sort of, it was almost an alleyway, like literally it was almost an alleyway. And um, I'm driving up and I'm trying to like turn around to go back. It was like a dead end. And there was like, there was these two Spanish ladies that were sat sort of outside their house, like in this alleyway that I'm trying to drive up. And I've squeezed past them and then tried to do like a little Yui in this bit that I can't do a Yui in. Like it's almost impossible, which I found because I literally spent 20 minutes trying to turn around. And these two ladies were coming up like to the car, knocking on the window, speaking Spanish. And Ellie speaks, you know, she can speak French and she's got like a few licks of, of Spanish. But like, it was just such a stressful, I would say we were, we were there stuck for probably 30 minutes. And these, these ladies are like, you know, talking to us in Spanish and like, they say, no, you you have to drive up. And I'm like, I literally can't drive any further because this thing just gets narrower and narrower. And, you know, I can't reverse back down the hill. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I was just getting all flustered. And my sister Amy was like, you're going to need to get out and get those ladies to move because I'm like, I'm going to throw hands in a minute. (laughs) So we ended up, um, I think I reversed. I did reverse back down the hill and then reversed into a a little sort of side bit and then pulled back out. And we all just sort of got back in the car and just took a deep breath and were like, what just happened? (laughs) Away for the tournament. Say again on the way to the tournament it was it was the morning of a practice round i'm sure like and and it was so traumatic that amy kept referring to it throughout the entire week 
like I mean I probably didn't explain it very well but I mean if you were there like blood pressures were high <laughs> it was funny though uh, well it wasn't it wasn't funny but it was at the same time yeah. it's funny now <laughs> now but yeah mm-hmm. yeah right well that moves me on to as I can't I want to chat to you all day but I can't <laughs> you've got practice or work to get to <laughs> no I did all that already but anyway yeah you you do have sorry you do have a second job don't you Working. um yes I do which um I've actually just handed my notice in but <laughs> I really oh. <laughs> yeah um I, I mean it was before Ramside but um yeah I I worked on and off behind the bar at Kirby which was great because they were um they didn't require like I was on a zero hours contract so I just they understood my situation and I just sort of was like it it was a case of me giving them dates of when I'm going to be away and then if I you know if I was home then I just sort of text and be like hey I'm here if you need me or anything like that um but yeah very I'm, I'm very lucky I have a very supportive club behind me that um Will help me out any way they can and especially working there it was you know i enjoyed it like the staff there are really nice and um we always had fun and even when the shifts were a bit rubbish i was going to say a bad word then but i stopped myself um <laughs> but yeah uh someone's sworn on this podcast before i'm sure really? was it maya no <laughs> i'm shocked i think it was one of the swedes oh didn't surprise me yeah so um yeah I can't remember what I was saying but yeah that was um yeah they're very supportive but now yeah as I say I've handed my notice in so um but I'm gonna do a bit of work my dad's got an online business so I guess if I promote it on here then it's part of my my new job but um yeah my dad's my dad's got a my dad's got a online business where he does golf lessons and things so if anybody listening is interested <laughs> it's called golfandpartner.com <laughs> so yeah that's dad yeah mm-hmm. okay well that brings me to the end but before you go i'm going to do a little quick fire section where i'm going to quick fire some questions to you okay let's go if you could steal someone else's swing apart from oh. your own who would um, you steal and van damme can it be, does it have to be a letter? So it has to be really uh, It could be anyone. It could be a man. Uh, uh, Anne Van Damme, definitely. Her swing's pure. What is it about the husband, particularly? Um, effortless power. Big fan. So, um, yeah. Plus, it's just nice to look at, isn't it? So Yeah, definitely. I think it would be scary having to watch back your swing. What do you mean? Well, I would, I would never film my own swing. I wouldn't want to watch it back. Oh, okay. Um... I tend to not video my swing very much, actually, which oh. I've realised. Mm. So, but yeah, I don't know. It yeah, I like. I'm as I say, I'm a bit of a golf nerd, so um, I like to watch golf swings a lot, which is a bit creepy, I guess. But um, yeah, to the point where, like, if it's in slow mo on Instagram, I'm a bit annoyed because I don't want to watch it in slow mo. I want to watch it in full speed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the LET did that like around the clock, didn't they, with Anne Van Dam? Yeah, that. yeah. that's really satisfying. Yeah. Mm. If you could play seven, if you were forced to play like seventy-two holes of no break, huh, okay. um, with yeah. another Letas player, okay. who would you choose? Oh, got to be Eloise. Yeah, Eloise. We've been best friends since we were like five. 
Like, and we always have a laugh. Yeah, we 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 always have a laugh. So it's got to be Eloise, definitely. Just through golf, did you meet? I've got a picture of us from two thousand and five, I think, um, at the Wee Wonders on the first tee on the Bow Gove. So, um, and we both look incredible in our outfits. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's got to be got to be Eloise. I want to see that picture. (laughs) I'm just going to check if it's on my Instagram so I can delete it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, your dream four ball, but you're not allowed Tiger Woods or Anika Sorumstam because someone... Everybody picks them. Oh, gosh. I don't think it could be someone from golf. It could be anyone. Anybody. Oh, okay. Sugar. (sighs) Um, Oh, my goodness. My brain. Um, I'm going to say... Wait, did you say not Tiger or Annika? Yeah. Okay, well, I've got to be Rory, definitely. I'm trying to think, like, probably Hugh Grant. Why Hugh Grant? Because I really like, I like his films. I like his films. But then also I know he plays golf and I think he's so funny and so dry. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of, other, like, more of my favourite people in the world that are maybe famous. Um, doesn't have to be a famous person. True. Uh, I don't know. It's got. I think probably there's got to be golfers, isn't they? Like, I mean, I really like um, Justin Thomas, and yeah, probably uh, probably JT and Justin, uh, uh, JT, uh, Justin and Jordan Spieth. Then probably. I don't know. That's such a bad selection. If I had more time, I'd probably give a better answer. But yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, like gonna- I like that. I like that. Okay. I like mm-hmm. that answer. It's good. It's different. I like Thanks. it. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Finally, what's your favourite course you've ever played? Um, Hollingwell in uh, Mansfield. In Mansfield. So I used to be a member there, and honestly, I love it. I love it so much. Like we have played so many cool courses, especially on the amateur circuit. We get to play so many cool courses, but. I just feel like because I was a member there when I was young and it's such a nice course, I just love it. And I am very lucky I'm only 40 minutes from it. And um, yeah, I've not played it in a while, which now makes me want to go and play it again. So yeah, that that would be my definite Hollingwell. It is a great course. Big up the East Midlands. Yeah. (laughs) So that takes me to the the end of the podcast. But before you go, I always ask everyone, everyone that comes on this, the same question and that's what advice you would give to um some to a golfer really uh amateur golfer someone wanting to start someone yeah. wanting to turn professional um i would say one step at a time would be my advice it's very you know we can all have our dreams but we've got to go through the different levels to get to where we want to be so i would just say just take your time and one step at a time I love that and I feel like that is like true advice to you as well. Yeah. And it just goes to show after your win what can happen. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us today Um, and I'll see you in Copenhagen. Yeah, I'll see you in a few days. Thank you for having me. Thank you all for once again tuning in to the Let Us Golf podcast and a big thank you for this week's guest, the funny, honest and all-round great golfer Leanna Bailey. 
for sharing with, with us her insights into her win, her season so far, and the challenges she has faced along the way. And I'm not just talking about that traumatic car ride in France. <laughs> After a fantastic two weeks at Ramside Hall Golf Club, the LET Access series now returns to Scandinavia, starting with the Smorum Ladies Open by EC Drive at Smorum Golf Club, the only professional golf tournament for women in Denmark. It's going to be a great event and it's worth noting that the Swarm Ladies Open this year has increased its prize fund by 10,000 euros to a total of 60,000 euros. And not one, but three of the Danish Lefnesen sisters will be playing. Will it be a Lefnesen one and two or three at the top again? Here's wondering. And two-time Lettas winner Sophie Kitzgaard Nielsen has admitted to me that she has a feeling a Dane will win. So it's going to be interesting to see if the Danish domination will continue at home soil. So I urge you all you listening to follow all the action on the LT Access series on TikTok, Twitter and LT Access series on Facebook. Oh yeah, and due to some unfortunate circumstances, we don't have our Instagram right now, but we are working hard to bring that back. To find out more information about the tournament, visit our website, lrtaccess.com. Well, as always, I really enjoyed that chat. And if you're listening to me now, you must have done too. So please show your appreciation by clicking that subscribing button or reviewing slash rating this podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your podcast to give the series a boost and help others find it. But not only that, raising the profile of our fantastic players. I'll be back soon, chatting hopefully to the winner of the next tournament. See you then.